0: Friends, welcome to Buddy Time Podcast. I am Sin. Each week, me and my two buddies, Victor and Name, we gather to discuss and share our thoughts on different topics that relate to young adults in Thailand. You'll hear interesting real-life stories and experiences that may inspire you and enrich your life. So, join us for some chats. This is a Buddy Time Podcast from Me Goody of Buddy Up welcome back to buddy time podcast i am your host sin so today's episode we'll be discussing some of the practical ways to help us develop our public speaking skills and we have victor with us as some of you might already know that victor is very good at speaking and expressing his ideas in a very interesting way. So let's hear some of the tips from the master of speaking himself. Hi, Victor.
1: Hey friends, I'm back. (laughs) So today's topic is something that I'm extremely passionate about, but I am only extremely passionate about it recently because beforehand I wasn't a public speaker by any means. I was so shy. I was the type of person who would never volunteer to speak at all. I had no confidence in my ability. I would shy away from opportunities of speaking because, you know, as some of you know, I'm a dancer, so I would rather use movement and dance to express what I'm feeling. Fast forward to where I am right now, I feel like I've definitely improved my public speaking. And today, I'm excited to share with you some tips and tricks into making sure that you can also be a phenomenal public speaker as well.
0: Like you said, Victor, you started off as a dancer. So to me, it's quite interesting that a dancer who can also be a public speaker is actually very talented because, well, like you said, dancing is all about movements, expressing through your actions, expression on your face, but not really your by your words, right? So when you first start, what makes you really nervous?
1: I think it's the idea of like, I don't want to screw up. I don't want to mess up, you know, especially when, you know, you're not a, you're a person who's not quite so confident. Like if you're not a person who's confident about your public speaking, naturally, you're going to second guess yourself and doubt yourself. If Am I going to do the right thing? Am I going to say the right thing? What happens if I mess up? You know, there's so much anxiety. That comes with public speaking, especially when there's people staring at you. You know what I mean. The moment that you're in a public space and people start looking at you and sending all their attention to you, nerves to start to kick in and you start to panic. It's natural. I'm telling you now. I've been through over 50 or so stages and events, but to this day, I still get nervous, so nervous to the point where some t- some nights before an event, I can't sleep. And you know what? There's no tips or tricks to sort of overcome that. The fact that you're nervous is a natural human instinct. If you're not nervous, it just shows that you don't really care, in my opinion. I believe that, you know, when you're nervous, it shows that you're passionate about something. It shows that you want to do well and you want to do good. Um, But to answer your question, Sin, definitely when I first started, oh my goodness, it was the, I could say, probably one of the worst experiences of my life, um, purely because. I wanted to do so well, and it was in front of, you know, 20, 30 or so people. To this day, it sounds very small, but, you know, back then when you're not a natural public speaker, you you think it's a massive group. So my first event was actually at uh, university for my bachelor's degree at Rungstead University. And as I mentioned before in my previous podcast with you, that... My teachers sort of saw me as this person who, oh, you can speak English, you are a performing artist, you must be so good at public speaking, and I freaked out, you know, they gave me a script and it was like, Victor, be an MC, it started off by being an MC, and um, for some of you that don't know, an MC is a master of ceremony, so the person that sort of says what's coming up next, welcomes everyone, hey, next up is blah, 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 it started off with that, and... My first gig was an orientation for our Lunong or our juniors that were about to come in. And this was my second year. So I remember I was at the microphone and people were walking in and there were like 20 or so people. And then I just started to panic, you know, even though I rehearsed the script like so many times, I started to panic. And the first word I said was, (laughs) I don't even know what that was. It was a (laughs) hell. Instead of saying hello, I just panicked (laughs) and said hello. And people started laughing. And after that, I was just like, I'm so sorry. Like I try to regain consciousness. And back then I didn't know how to continue. I didn't know what's the next step. So I just was like, I started panicking. There was about dead air for about two minutes. And I just was blushing and sweating profusely. And I remember that, you know, I'm a person who naturally sweats a lot. So my armpits got really sweaty and I started lifting my arms and people started seeing like water like leaking out of anyway it's disgusting but overall all I want to say it was it was an embarrassing and mortifying experience but (laughs) fast forward to where I am now I think that was definitely the best starting point for me because if you don't feel that you started from somewhere and it wasn't memorable then you don't know how far you've come from that point so yeah That was definitely the worst experience of my life.
0: (laughs) I think when we started off something really new, we will always experience some embarrassed moment first. And then maybe eventually from that on, we can learn and then improve ourselves. But I am just curious. Well, because you are... Actually, we can consider you as a native English speaker. So do you think being able to speak in good English or maybe not English, even in Thai, like being able to express yourself using the language itself is an advantage into public speaking or into a presentation.
1: In my opinion, regardless of the language, I feel like it's about confidence. This is, I don't think language proficiency per se gives you an advantage, um, but I feel like confidence really does if you feel like you mastered your language, you naturally have a certain degree of confidence. And once you have confidence, this is literally all that it takes to be a good public speaker, whether it be in presentations, whether it be in emceeing, whether it be in, you know, a TED talk or public speaking, you have to have a certain degree of confidence. And where does that originate from? It originates from you. You know what I mean? So I feel like language is a factor in... Creating confidence for yourself to then become a public speaker. I think this is the biggest message that I could share to anyone. And you're probably, a lot of you are probably thinking, how do I become confident? And I'm going to tell you that it takes practice, it takes time, it takes a certain degree of failure before you can become confident. Don't expect to be the most amazing public speaker within your first two, three events or first two, three tries. I think that's one of the things that I pressured myself as well. I thought, you know, Victor, you're a native English speaker. Of course, you have to be good at this. But a person who speaks amazing English doesn't make a good speaker. Because if you can speak the language, but you don't have the confidence to back it up, then you're as much as a sack of potatoes, I like to say. You know, like, it's not like you're useless, but like, you're sort of just there. You have the skills, you have the potatoes in your sack, but you just don't know how to distribute them. Sounds that was a terrible analogy. (laughs) But I feel like that's sort of the way I see it. It's sort of like it's like, okay, let's make it marbles. It's like a bag of marbles. You're like a bag of marbles. You can use these shiny marbles, but you just it's all inside of you, but you just don't know how to distribute them. That's how I see it.
0: I really like the way you say we have to practice and rehearsal. Well normally when we think of we have to practice and rehearsal, it's on maybe practice our script, rehearse our script. But the way you say it is practice and rehearsal so that you can gain more confidence. It's like you should focus on improving your confidence into doing this thing instead of focusing yourself onto the script itself. As someone who struggles to speak and express fluently in the public, or sometimes I even find it hard to express my thoughts smoothly in a normal conversation. So, or well, Victor, you might know that um, in the beginning of our podcast, our episode one, like we did a quick rehearsal, but then I was really, really nervous. And even up till now, we're like on episode eight already. I can't really say that I am super fluent in public speaking. But like you said, with time, with experience, with practice, I think eventually I feel a bit more. Um, natural and more comfortable with hosting, but sometimes I still struggle from thinking, okay, what should I say next? Um, how should I come up with my sentence? Will my grammar be good? Well, actually, my grammar was never good already <laughs> through how my past speaking hosting you might already notice. But actually, that doesn't really matter. I mean, like like you said, we don't really have to worry so much whether we are able to speak the language perfectly but then if you are able to have the courage to be out there and start practicing start speaking so that you will eventually gain that kind of confidence but still i would also like to know is there any ways that for people like me we can learn to improve ourselves how can we express our thought in a way that is maybe interesting Or how do we actually structure our speech, let's say?
1: Definitely. I think one of the biggest things is there's two types, in my opinion, there's two types of public speakers or people who speak. (laughs) There's the person who has the script, rehearses the script, reads by the script, and everything is script, script, script. But then there's speakers like Victor who look at the script, freak out, give up on the script, and then starts tailing off into their own tangent. You know what I mean? Either or there are their pros and cons. I do not do well when I have to go off a script. And this is purely because when you go off a script, you automatically place yourself into this mindset that I have to get it word for word. You know what I mean? Because that's a lot of people do when they get a script, they rehearse the script and be like, okay, I need to say, I am this type of person and this is how it must go. Whereas I'm the type of person who looks at a script and then sees the key words, the key elements, what I need to say, and then use my own language to interpret that. Now, this is one of the biggest advice that I could give to anyone. When you look at a script, if it's not a script that you designed yourself, read the essence of it. To a certain degree, you need to follow it. If it comes from someone else, a lot of the times they planned that you should say it like this. But... If it's from an entity, you should ask them, hey, is this okay if I put my own texture into it? And a lot of the times, actually all of the time, they would say yes, in my case anyway. This is because not everyone's language is the same. If someone were to design a script for me, they don't speak the way that I speak in the native tongue that I speak, in the language, in the vocabulary, or in the ways and fluctuations that I speak. So that's why I always try to grab the essence of everything that I see in a script and then translate that into my own language and then run off this. Something that Sid knows very well is that I'm a person who just sort of makes things up as we go. You know what I mean? You give me something, you give me a word, you give me a topic, and then Victor just creates something. And that's because I feel like this is the way that I express myself the best. And this is what a lot of people hire me for as a public speaker is because I have a key concept that I want to get across. But am I going to say it A, B to C? No, I'm going to say A, Z, W, X, Y, P, F, (laughs) you know, but in the end, you get the general message. And that's what I want to share to everyone is that, first of all, do not create expectations for yourself, because a lot of the times the reason why people panic or the reason why people sort of fear from public speaking is because they expect to be perfect. They want everything to go right, you know? When you have a script, you want to get the script correct and you want it to be perfect. That's something that I feel like you should eliminate. No matter what you do in your life, sad as it is, it will never be perfect. Coming from a perfectionist, I am a perfectionist. I'm a person who needs everything to be immaculate, to be perfect, to be great. But when it comes to public speaking, it's so hard, almost borderline impossible to make it perfect. You're going to stutter. You're going to mess up a word. You're going to accidentally cough you're gonna accidentally sneeze you're gonna accidentally say someone's name wrong these are all elements of public speaking i have never done a public speaking or a public speech or even an emceeing job where i've been 100 percent perfect never ever the case and that's something that i feel like you should anyone who wants to do public speaking is to erase that mentality that it has to be perfect you know it takes time
0: In the case of public speaking, where sometimes, like you said, um people might give you a script and you can understand the script, the keywords, the important points, and then you present it in your own way. So maybe understanding from the scripts, like understanding the important key points from the scripts will also help you to be more flexible in handling spontaneous situation. Because you understand the important point.
1: Definitely. That's exactly right, Sin. What you said is because you do have to rehearse. Do not get me wrong. Like a lot of people might think that, oh, you know, I'm not going to follow a script then. That's not the case. You do follow the script, but you have to rehearse. That's where it comes in. Practice honestly does make perfect to a certain degree, you know, because the more that you read the script, the more you're going to understand it. And like you said, Sin, you nailed it on the head straight away that it's not about word for word that you have to follow but it's about the key context it's about the key messages that you want to get across and that is the most important part and that's why i feel like regardless of you know the wording and sort of the way that it's it's been designed you should always keep to the key message and rehearse it so that you know you feel comfortable with it because at the end of the day by rehearsing what does it do it creates confidence Confidence in what you're about to say. Confidence in the way that the the speech is going to go and progress. That's what I think is very vital and important.
0: So would you also say that these public speaking skills or tips are also the same as for doing a presentation? Like as in presentation maybe for a schoolwork or in my um, work?
1: Definitely. I feel like... When you talk about public speaking, public speaking can be from presentations to TED talks to emceeing. I feel like public speaking really does encompass like a large sort of proportion of things that you do because naturally what is public speaking is that you're speaking in public. So whether it be in a presentation, you're, you're public speaking. I have tips and tricks that I really share and I divide it into three factors. I always talk about the body, the mind... And then also about the words. So when you divide into three factors, when you talk about the body, when you, when you pose yourself or when you're about to present, a lot of people fidget, a lot of people don't stand still, a lot of people slouch, there's sort of body movements and body mannerisms that you have to keep whilst you're public speaking. The more straight up you are, the more you roll your shoulders back and really present yourself, it adds to this confident air that you have. The way that you place your hands, that you don't fidget, that you don't have a nervous tick. You know what I mean? Everyone has a nervous tick. It's really interesting. I was fortunate enough to teach at a public high school and teaching about public speaking. And what I discovered is that everyone has their own nervous tick. Some people would hold a microphone and tap on the microphone. Some people would snap their fingers. Some people would scratch their hair. Some people would fix their clothes. These were all nervous ticks that they did unconsciously. But that's something that you have to bring consciousness to your body and realize what you're doing. Secondly, mentality is very important. Like I said, confidence is the main thing. But mentality also goes through to breathing. You need to tell yourself constantly to breathe because that is the thing that's going to calm you down. And it's going to be the thing that makes you speak more fluently. A lot of people panic. And when you panic, your breathing shortens. When your breathing shortens... (laughs) You start to ventilate. And when you do this, words and your brain is going to go all over the place. So what I always say is that mentally, you have to calm yourself down. And how do you do that? You breathe in, you breathe out. Before I go on stage or before I do a presentation, I always breathe in and breathe out without the audience knowing. I do this so that I calm down my nerves. It's so important. A lot of people think breathing is something that you don't have to do while you're presenting, but it's so important. When you breathe, your mind slows down, and then you sort of center yourself, be present, and then you can keep going. And finally, when you talk about words, when you speak words, whether you're fluent in English or you're fluent in Thai, the most important thing that you have to do is to slow down. Now, this is something that takes and took me so long to do. Naturally, because I am Australian and I am an English speaker, I speak rapid fast. I speak like I'm rapping. Something that you have to do when you're public speaking is to slow down. Articulate your words. enunciate your words. Make sure that people understand what you are saying. And one of the most interesting things that I think is so important is the voice that you use. When you speak, my natural speaking voice is not like this. When I naturally speak, it's a little bit more nasally. But when I speak for public speaking, I would have to put on a different voice that makes it look more grand makes it look bigger honestly when okay i'm going to do a little show here i used to be an mc for big events and when i do i have to use this voice this voice gives a more demeanor this gives something a little bit more you know authoritative and i think this is something that a lot of people might need to do is to increase their voice to make it a little bit more grand it sounds really weird when you do it like this, but honestly, it helps you embody a character. And then it also makes the sound that comes out different. You know what I mean? If I speak naturally, a lot of people might find it quite annoying hearing it after a while. But if I speak grander, it sounds a little bit like musical theater theatrical, but it's, it creates more presence. And that's what I found out is that you have to find that voice you can't just speak in your natural voice. If you do that, sometimes it might not resonate with the with the theme of the event or the theme of the presentation. You have to fluctuate. And that's the most important and fun thing about it.
0: To my understanding, I think the way I will summarize your tips and tricks would be whether or not, it be for uh, public speaking or for a presentation Um, of course it will be nice to prepare maybe prepare a script for yourself but not necessarily like an entire script that for you to read it all the way maybe it's a preparation of script for you to know what are the important key points to be included and a way for you to understand the whole picture of this whole um, presentation or the whole event so the way we can point out these or help us memorize this key point maybe is to make bullet points to the things that we we find important and then we we just memorize those key bullet points and then we will know what to explain from those bullet points and maybe it will also be nice if if we can prepare our presentation in a story format so that like because it's a story format maybe it's also easier for you to remember also by presenting it in an interesting way like like a story format maybe your audience will also be more interested instead of you presenting in a very maybe boring format i think those are some of the common ways as well that I think we, we need to just um, be simple on our presentation and try not to make it more complicated, especially when we are not sure of what's going to come up. Like, I think sometimes it's hard for us to stop talking when we start to feel like, oh, there's going to be a dead air. There's going to be a gap. So I I have to force my mind to say something and sometimes the things that we say out of that spontaneous moment, because we just want to fill in the outward gap in between, sometimes those things that we said might not be appropriate. I, I'm not sure if you've ever encountered issues like this during public events or presentation.
1: All the time. All the time. As you know, from the various podcasts that I've done with you as well, I'm a person who likes to go on tangents. You know what I mean? I'm a person who definitely goes and experiences what Sin mentioned just then. That's, I'm the type of person that could speak literally a whole day without feeling tired, without running out of things to say. But it's sometimes, like you said, it differs away from the main point. And this is something that in my university life that a lot of professors put me up on. A lot of people are just like, oh, Victor, you're a great speaker, but you never get to the point. You fluff and fluff is something that i feel like is very it's something that i'm still working on as well you know even though i've done public speaking for 5 years it's still something that i face to this day where i fluff a lot i go off on these random tangents that i forget the main message that i'm trying to get across this is something that takes practice and it's something that like you said sin when you write dot points those dot points are sort of the key context in which you have to talk about to a certain degree You can fluff, but don't forget the essence of what you're speaking about, because the moment that you do that, like you said, the ability that something inappropriate comes out or something spontaneous that doesn't match with the situation, that could happen and that could be detrimental to your speaking. I feel like a lot of the times when people think of public speaking, they shy away because it's something that they feel like they're going to get scrutinized. I think this is one of the biggest things that a lot of people don't like public speaking is because they don't want to get judged. But in actuality, I want you to think of it in a different perspective. I think public speaking offers you the opportunity to express yourself and to put a point across. The reason why people do this is because you need to use it in everyday life. Now, people just think, oh, public speaking. When will I ever use public speaking? Well, when you are applying for a job, and they ask you to explain yourself and go for interviews, that's you public speaking. When you have to go and sing happy birthday and show a presentation to a friend, guess what? That's public speaking. These skills about speaking we use throughout our entire life, whether it be in negotiations, whether it be in any facet of life, you need to have the ability to speak. That's why I feel like public speaking transcends further than just presentations and day-to-day jobs I think it really incorporates a whole plethora of day-to-day activities that you do
0: you know one thing that I admire so much about Victor is the talent that he's able to not only that he's able to speak fluently and express his thoughts in a very interesting way I'm sure a lot of you can already hear him in his previous episodes and this episode and I'm not sure if you guys also notice that actually for Victor, I think his mind is really quick. You know, as in giving response and generating a reply and answer to a question. Like because in public speaking or maybe in an interview or presentation, there will always be a session where you you do Q and A. So you always have people asking you questions, and oftentimes as a presenter, we might not know what the question will be. So that makes us even more nervous and panic because we're afraid that we might not be able to answer those questions. And it's really hard for us to have a script for the Q&A session, right? But for Victor, because he is so quick in his mind, he can always, you know, answer something right away. And I'm not saying this because Victor is my friend. This is like a fact that I see in him, and I find that so fascinating because for me, in order to answer a question, unless I have prepared in advance that, okay, maybe I should do some research on certain topics. So at least I know something about this topic. So maybe when some related question pops up, I can maybe refer to that thing that I have researched and answer something related. But still, it will be very difficult for me to structure my answer in a fluent way you know what i mean but for victor he can always do it for me i think he can always nail it so victor like what is your what is your magic in doing that like how like how how do you do that
1: i think you know what when as you were speaking i was thinking about i was like what is my secret you know about replying quickly. I think one of the things is, you know, I trust my gut. Like, it's the confidence that I have about myself and about my opinions. I don't know. I just trust what I say is how I feel, you know? That's one of the biggest things is, you know, if we talk about it in a purely like public speaking context about something that is not like a political matter or something that's, you know, scientific or something that's, you know, based off facts, I feel like I could blitz it. You know, I would definitely say, I believe in my opinion, these are the things that I really trust from my gut. You know, it takes a certain degree, like like you said, Sin, you need to know the topic. For example, today, did I look at the script before coming to speak with you today? No, I did not. Did you brief me on what the topic was about? Yes, you did. And that was enough for me to be like, okay, the fact that this is a podcast about Victor's opinions about public speaking and Victor's tips about public speaking, I naturally feel confident already that, okay, whatever I say, it's coming from a place that I know and from my experience so then that's why I can fire canon responses and I can fire canon these experiences yeah so you know firing questions I I don't really look at a script because I feel like you know especially when it comes from your opinion you should be confident about what you have to say and I believe and I trust in myself that what I say is how I feel and that's it takes time for you to tune in and for you to feel that you know however when there's questions that are about, you know, statistics or facts, these are the ones that, you know, a lot of the times you can't, based off your opinions, you have to know the facts because this is, you know, important. I used to do emceeing for a science convention. And a lot of the times people think naturally Victor is a science person because he's the MC for a science convention. And what happens is like these people ask questions to me. Even though there was like a panel of scientists, but they asked, Victor, what do you feel about the quantums of blah, blah, blah? And I just freeze up. I'm like, I can't lie about this, you know? One of the biggest things that as a public speaker and as an MC, what you have to do is know your facts. If you don't know, it's okay to say, I don't know. You know what I mean? I think that's the biggest thing that a lot of people panic is that, what if I don't know? Do I have to make something up? No the biggest thing is that if you don't know something, say it. Say it in a way that, for example, if they ask me about quantum physics, I'd be like, you know what? That is an extremely great question. Quantum physics is something that I sadly never got the opportunity to learn at school. So I feel like right now we have this great panel of scientists. Let's ask one of them because I feel like they will definitely have the answer to your question. If you divert it, that way it saves you. And it also allows them to get an answer from someone who really knows. That's the biggest thing. It's all about white prip or as I like to call it, you know, your reaction. When someone throws you, it's think of it as like a table tennis game. It's like this ping pong ball that keeps coming towards you. You have to deflect, you know what I mean? You have to gut, keep hitting it back because the moment that you get, like once the ball comes into your court and then you freeze up, then you lose that point. You know what I mean? I always think of it as a way of like, What do I need to do in this scenario? You know? And it's okay, though. Sometimes you have a question that comes to you and you need some time to think. You could honestly just divert it in this way. You could be like, actually, that's a really good question. Now, let me have a quick think. How do I feel about... You know, there's techniques in ways that you could take your time, but it's all about keeping people in the moment. You know what I mean? If you just go, oh, I have no idea, and just stop it. That's literally game over. But if you think... That's actually a really good question. Let me think about that. How do I feel about quantum physics? And by you slowing down and by you delaying the time, your brain is like firing these answers and responses in your head. They're like bloop, 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 bloop. and eventually something's gonna pop up, and you can be like, "This is how I feel." You know what I mean? These are little trip tricks that I use to this day. And you know, as we're speaking now, we have our defenses for our professional projects coming up. I'm already. Getting ready to answer a million questions that will be coming my way. But it comes back to the fact that do I know my topic well enough? Do I know what this is about? What these factors are about? What perception is about? What attitude is about? What source characteristics are? If you know, you will naturally be able to respond. But if you didn't read your work and you don't go through it, then you're going to be like source characteristics. And then you'll look through your paper and be like, what is it? You need to rehearse that. And that's what I mean. Like it takes practice. It takes you really knowing the topic. One more thing before I pass it back to you, Sin, is that I've been hired for various jobs, whether it be for creams, whether it be for science fairs, whether it be for, you know, a youth council. I got the opportunity to go to a youth council in uh, Indonesia to be a youth representative and do a public speaking speech about global warming. This is something that I was like, global warming is an issue that I see and hear about all the time, but they were like, we want something that's different, something that's new. So I talk about carbon dioxide and carbon pollution. Did I know about carbon pollution and carbon dioxide and all this type of stuff? No, but I had to do my research. I had to become an expert so that if someone fired me a question, I would know carbon absorption, carbon dioxide from fumes, from cars, all these types of things. I needed to know that. So that's why I would urge everyone that there has to be a certain degree of research that goes into your public speaking. Don't make up facts. Don't do it. It's going to haunt you. It's happened to me. I used I said something at a conference once and then they asked me, "You said this 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 and this. What do you mean by that?" And then that became a problem. And then that became an issue that, you know, the organization spoke to me afterwards be like, "Victor, if you're not sure, don't say it." And that had to be an experience for me to learn that I shouldn't make things up. So yes, rehearse, know your topic, breathe, defer. If you're not sure, tell them the truth. Those are my key facts to overcoming these issues.
0: That is a very nice reply. Now let me think about how should I go on from this? (laughs) Did I do this properly?
1: (laughs) You know what, (laughs) I feel like, I feel like you, let's try something. Give me a random topic and let's see what Victor brings out.
0: Okay.
1: I don't know why I'm doing this to myself, but let's 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 try it.
0: Okay, a random topic. Oh, how about a topic on hamsters? Do you know? Hamsters. Yeah, anything about hamsters?
1: So actually. Hamsters are cute little animals that I've actually never had the opportunity to raise. But what I do know is that if I ever had a hamster, I would name it Hamtaro after the cartoon of hamsters. I honestly feel like that was my childhood and how hamsters, they're these cute little fluffy animals that are just so fat and plump. And honestly, I could go on days talking about how cute they are. But instead of talking about how, you know, if I know anything about hamsters, I'm purely going to tell you about how I feel towards hamsters. And I have to say, I absolutely love them. Wow. Was that all right? Was that okay? Was that an okay response?
0: (laughs) That it's a very okay response. I, I don't know how I can do that when someone throw me a spontaneous topic. Look, if someone throw me a hamster question, actually I can answer only a little bit something related to it because I have a little bit of knowledge on hamsters. But if you're going to throw me like a topic on cars, like I don't think I can say it. The talent that you have is like you said, you know how to express your understanding and your opinion purely based on what you think and it's not something scientific or statistic it's like you have a way to tell people a story a story about yourself even though it's a topic that you don't really know but the way you say it you don't get into the scientific way but you get into a a story way an opinion way so that you can avoid the things like you said you can avoid people challenging you if you said something wrong right
1: exactly the word that you can always say that i feel like is a word that i use all the time because it's important is in my opinion the moment that you come forth with the word in my opinion they can't say anything that you're saying this off facts because it's off your opinion so a lot of the times this is a word that i've been taught to always use if you're not sure you know what i mean in my opinion, I feel blah, 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 blah. In my opinion, I believe that, you know, at the end of the day, it's your opinion. No one has the right to deny you of your opinion. So that's why that's sort of like a safe word for you to say, in my opinion, I think, or something like that in other ways. So like we mentioned before, it's, it's a very fine line. Public speaking is hard. But a lot of the times when you do a public speech, whether it be a presentation or whatever, you know about the topic. That's why you're presenting. You know what I mean? Um, so just be prepared. You know, if I could just very quickly list all the things that I would recommend is one, be prepared. Two, don't forget to breathe. Three, check yourself. Make sure that you're standing in a good posture. Make sure that you're not fidgeting. Four, enunciate your words, speak slowly, and take deep, 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 deep breaths. So that everything just, your heart rate slows down and that everything runs smoothly. I don't know what number I'm up to. I think five. (laughs) Don't be, don't be caught up in being perfect. You know, you definitely have to let go of situations. And if it, if something happens and something comes up, let it go and move forward. And my final tip of advice is definitely practice makes perfect. Rome wasn't built in a day and your public speaking skills won't manifest in one event. Take your time, learn from your mistakes, make mistakes. And that's how you will grow. If you are always going to be perfect, you'll never know what is wrong and what is right. So give yourself that opportunity to learn. And those will be my tips for anyone who's thinking about practicing their public speaking and also bettering their skills in talking or presenting their work.
0: Thank you so much, Victor, for sharing your tips on public speaking with us. Public speaking might not sound like something that necessary for everyone. But like you said, Victor, actually, we all need public speaking skills in our life, in interviews, in presentation in schools, in our future negotiation with clients. We will always need public speaking skills. And it can be a small audience or a larger audience. Doesn't matter. You will face speaking in the public. So it's always nice to start getting to know some of the skills about public speaking and maybe start practicing from now on if you're someone like me who is not good in public speaking but we can always try to improve ourselves and improve our confidence throughout the process. So we hope that you will find this helpful for your future presentation or public speaking event on any occasion. Thanks again for being with us today, and we hope you enjoyed today's buddy time. Feel free to follow me, Goody, on Instagram at M-E-G-O-O-D-Y-T-H for more updates on our show and activities. Let us know what you think of these ideas, or if you have any other good tips on public speaking. Feel free to share them with us. So, hope to see you again next Thursday. Until then, have a great day!